Hey. Wait, I we don't have a bumper, dipshit. No, I'm sorry. Womp Squad! We don't have a bumper. Womp Squad! We, that is the bumper. We need to do a bumper. No, we don't. Yes, we do. What bumper? Womp Squad! Welcome to the Gamescast. This face looks familiar, but usually there's another face right here, and I, and I forget... What's that guy's name again? Oh, yeah, Kenway. That's right. Dipshit? Yeah, dipshit. He's the one that's usually here. What's even better is now that Jake has replaced him permanently. Well, it's because he's dead. <laughs> to us. Rest in peace, Mike. This has already gone off the rails, and I'm, I'm sorry, Kenway. You're going to see this eventually. Speaking of dead, first-person shooters. <laughs> and chica. Right into it. Yeah. No, um, uh, lover of Shebas. I don't know. Tugger of nuts is what he says. That's what he Isn't says. Yeah. yeah, I got it down. Uh, anyways, and then I'm I'm Alex. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> I hate doing this because I'm so bad at it. And I'm never going to get any better at You're this. You're the worst. <laughs> this is Game Shelf. Get it? Because... Get it? Because get it? <laughs> so we usually do this first. It doesn't matter if there's a special guest or if it's just Kenway and I. We always ask the very particular question. What have you been playing lately? I haven't played a video game since bottom shelf day. Did you hear that? That was like three days ago. Oh, it wasn't. It was like two weeks ago. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, I miss Liam already. <sighs> oh, was yeah. Like, it was a week ago. So if you watch this one and you don't watch the other shows, which what's wrong with you? you yeah, totally that'd be weird. This Why one's would you? The, this one's the worst of all of them. Yeah. The podcast is the one you should be watching. Yeah, really. I mean, that's the one we actually care about. There's more of us on. I watch it. There's more of us on watch that it. one. We eat food. We just inducted an English person into our Hall of Bottom Shelf fame. Just kidding. We don't have one of those yet, but I just came up with the next thing we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, trademarked. Copyright. But no, if you guys didn't see that, Liam is actually a part of our show now. Uh, so Mr. Bemused Waffle, we love you and welcome to the show and the family, except this show because you're not a part of it. Why are ah. you doing this? Just fucking That's how, okay. do something else. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> uh, usually. So, and this is hilarious. Kenway and I always talk about how we don't play games. I've not played a video game in like a week and, and a half. And this is the games cast. Like, like even on the uh, the stream, I didn't touch a controller. I my PlayStation, yeah, no. my PlayStation is over there, and I used my Switch to test my computer monitor at home because I didn't have anything else with an <laughs> HDMI. Like I have not played a video game in like probably three weeks. So you played the, the trucker game though, right? During oh, yeah, Bombshell I guess Day? we did do that. Yeah. So I did play video games and for you like played an a little, hour. You played a little Sword with Sauce. Okay, so I probably played like an hour and a half worth of video games in but the last three that's weeks. that's not like going yeah. and diving into I a video game. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, I feel you on that one. I've been D&Ding it up. Which is good. That counts as a game. We yeah. didn't say that this is a video games I, uh, thing. I'm writing my own thing now, so... Did you hear that? He's writing his... He, we actually, if you didn't see this on Bottom Shelf Day, we actually have been... What was it? It was uh, about an hour, two hours? Hour and a half. Hour and a half, yeah. We actually did a storyline that you had created, which I honestly thought was hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, we we had way more fun with that one than straight out of the book because you got to use your imagination and then throw our characters in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I much appreciated it. You guys got some magic items? That means go check it out. Bottom shelf day. I don't think it's going to be out yet. That sucks. You know what? Eventually it'll come out and then you can watch it. If you're watching this in the future, <laughs> it's probably out. <laughs> <laughs> Give it three months. It'll it'll be out by then, I'm assuming. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Uh, I, too, have not played any games. Which is weird for you because you always default to Red Dead Redemption 2. I know. And that's usually what I have been playing. Uh, I actually just bought an entertainment center yesterday. Brag about it. So, well, maybe two days ago. But I finally assembled it yesterday. I still have a few other things to put together, but I finally have like my speakers put where I want them. Um, and I finally have everything ran the way that I want it. So now it's, I can finally sit down and put a video game back in. Yeah. Guess which game I'm probably going to put in. Red Dead. Wrong. What? Nope. I'm going to start. I want to start Horizon Zero Dawn all over again. I can see that. Because I haven't played that. In a, it's been my favorite game for a few years. And I can't even remember. Oh, it was when I was living um, at my other place. I'd actually played through it twice while I lived there. Okay. So it's been it's been a much needed amount of time. But what I'm afraid of is that uh, Endgame comes out this next week. So I don't want to like dive into something and then forget about Endgame. And then I also don't want to dive in and then Days Gone comes out within a few weeks. That's week that zombie game, right? Yeah. 
So I want to get that one next. But if I dive into Horizon, then I'm not going to want to play yeah. Days Gone. Like you get so caught up in an old game you like that it's tough to play new ones. Exactly. I know what you mean. Yeah, you're going to get distracted and I just I don't want to do that. Kenway has been streaming The Witcher and I never liked that game. Same. But he said giving it a second try, he likes it a lot more. Mm -hmm. So and now that I'm back in my high fantasy kick, yep. I think I might try to give it another try because like I want to play through Dragon Age Inquisition again because they've confirmed that a new Dragon Age is coming out at some point. Yep. Um, which hopefully lets Bioware get back to being Bioware. Yep. And then The Witcher, on top of being like an amazing series of novels, apparently is like Witcher 3 is one of the best games in the last 15 years. So yep. I feel like I have to give it another fair shot. Can't let my biases kind of blind it. But we'll see. It's good enough that Henry Cavill is going to be playing a character based off of him for Netflix. Oh, yeah, there is that series coming out on yep. Netflix. Oh, my goodness. Mute it. Ah! Weird. <laughs> uh i was trying to think of an, another game that i really wanted to play but most of them like uh do you hear about this new star wars game yeah is it the they last finally order? released a trailer the well, fallen jedi fallen jedi that's it yeah what is, where did i get last order from the la you're probably we went to mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> the last order donkey <laughs> albuquerque um, just word association at this point <laughs> yeah no so um well so the movie that has its trailer finally released, yeah. which if you haven't seen that, obviously Real go good see trailer. that too. Um, but yeah, Jedi Fallen Order, that's why. I haven't been... Fallen Order. Yeah. yeah. I haven't been hyped up about a Star Wars movie in a long time, and this get this did it for me. Well, and I think because J.J.'s back at it. Yeah, well, I, I love J.J. Abrams as a director. Like, yeah, phenomenal. I mean, watch Lost, and he did all that stuff in 2007, and yeah. it's crazy. Yep. Uh, if you weren't spooked by that trailer, you should be. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Did I fall in order? Um, however, they did actually release a trailer for that. They actually, they're using the kid. Have you ever seen uh, Shameless? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, it's Ian. It's the oh. kid who played Ian. He's also in Gotham. He plays the Joker in yeah. Gotham, that, that show, uh, the series. He looks creepy, like in real life. And apparently the face scan's based on him. So. Yeah, exactly. So I honestly, like, if, if obviously they're willing to put the money into getting an actor like him on there, yeah. I think that they're actually going to take it seriously. Like, it's like um, Until Dawn, how they got Rami Malik. Yeah. Before he was, like, a huge actor. Yep. And, like, him. And then Hayden or Hayden Penetier. Yep. Like the fact that they got two named actors and did like full face scans of them. So they're in the game. I yep. think that speaks to the quality they want to put in the game. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they have trailers out for those as well. There was something. I mean, I cannot remember off the top of my head. Um, I thought it was a cyberpunk thing, but I'm, it's probably just escaping me. Probably. Because there's it's I just don't want to overhype that game. It's already there. I know. And it's going to disappoint a lot of people. Yeah, uh, everyone kind of wants it to be the next, like, GTA sort of... I think people want it to be The Witcher in the future. Yeah. But it's very unlikely that a company, any company, is going to release two Witchers back-to-back. -back. Yeah. Especially since Witcher 1 and 2 weren't the best. Yeah, no. Like, that's not... Witcher 3 made that studio. So, I... I people are overhyping it, and... I feel like about half of that whole population is just going to be disappointed because they built up this thing that the game doesn't have any obligation to live up to what they've built up in nope. their head. So they're going to be disappointed innately because they think it's going to be one thing and it's just going to be something totally different. Yeah. Uh, it looks to me like a mix <sighs> of about three or four different games just by looking at it, seeing how it plays. And that historically has not tracked very well yeah no if you copy paste somebody else's ideas into something it's probably it, it might turn out really well i hope that they they put their own flavor and twist on it yeah um but anyways the biggest piece of news that i actually was told by multiple people was that playstation network has allowed you to change your username apparently that's breaking people's save games though yeah well and, and i don't remember the specifics and i'll probably look it up here real fast but um it anything it was like anything from last year or the last few years and back. It was like, there was just, you You were losing um, some of your online savings and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Or if you had like money. Yeah, or, you, it would break like cloud saves and stuff like that. Because right. it's attached to a different like meta ID. It's a lot of like weird backend storage stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, honestly, it didn't affect me. Uh, I play a lot of, you know, single player campaigns <laughs> and all my stuff is saved to a hard drive. So yeah. it doesn't affect me as much as it would somebody else. 
Um, so it's not really a, a big thing in my book. I was just like, yay, they finally, they finally did something. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of news because Kenway is usually the news boy and I wasn't going to make you do all the news. I tried to do a bit. Oh, nice. I I tried to do a bit where I looked up um, breaking game news from 1997. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like N64 era, but I cannot find anything other than like old Nintendo powers. Yeah. And I don't want to read whole articles, so I I couldn't find anything. But that was my idea for the bit, but it didn't play out. Well... The only thing I have is the Star Wars game and then my thoughts on uh what's that game called Cyberpunk. Mm. Just the fact that I it's it I think it's going to be one of those games that got super hyped but then ended up being forgettable. Yeah. I just think that's unfortunately how it's going to be. Kind of like Anthem, how it's it's like they're going to hype it up and people do it every time. It's a huge release cycle. It gets hype, it gets hype, it gets hype for 2-3 years and then it comes out and then everybody's like well, this isn't what I read about online. And then everybody's mad at it. Yeah. And maybe it bricks consoles. <laughs> yeah. You get this false idea of what you think it's yeah. going to be. And and again, it's not the game's fault. I mean, the marketing team only does so much, but this has gone so far past standard marketing that this is all on, all on the fan base. Yeah. And I think that's a really bad place to be for a developer. Mm. And this is coming from somebody who doesn't really play video games. Right. So, Maybe it's a fresh set of eyes, but it's like I can see the disappointment coming. But having that perspective is good. Yeah, because unless they knock it out of the park 100% again, which, again, very rare that that happens twice in a, in a company's lifetime, like it's there's going to be a lot of mad people. Yeah. Uh, when was, <clears throat> what was that? Project CD? Pro, pro, CD Project Red. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I don't think I've ever I mean, actually played a game from I'll, them. I'll come into it optimistically, but... I don't ever want to write a game off entirely before I've played it or even watched it. Yep. Because I didn't watch any of the gameplay stuff because it's like, it, it's in engine, but is it really the representative of the game because it's so early? Because the game's not due out for like, what, another year and a half? Well, it's not even a set date, I don't think, yeah, yet. Yeah, so it's so early that I don't think it's fair to judge the game on its pre-release in-engine alpha. So... I, I don't know. It's one of those weird things. I like there's a line that you got to tow and I don't want to tow that line just yet. Yeah. I, I had it written down as likely going to be 2020 before. Yeah. It seems out. like the way they're building, it, it's going to be 2020 and the Witcher got delayed like crazy too. So, well, that's fine. I would rather them take their time. <coughs> I've said that a million times. Yeah. Take release, your time. A, release a good game instead of a broken pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like how like, just to the point that well, was. it's it's, it's every game now. Yeah, it really is. Every game now, they they say there's no reason your single player game needs a beta. Yeah, you're just releasing a broken game to see how people are gonna feel about it. Yep. And I think, I think that's a lot of what's turned me off from video games lately. Is like everybody's treating everything like you need to be let in on the secret before the secret is told not everything has to be this number one hyped thing. Some games can just exist on their own. Like yep. you don't release Peggle and expect it to be a triple a bestseller platinum, put it on the bookshelf forever with a fancy box. Right. It doesn't have, not every game has to be that way. And I think it's almost like vi- the video game industry from what I can see has like bastardized itself where they're like, Video games are the new movies. We need to a big budget, big budget, hundred million dollar game. We need to throw people working two hundred hours a week into this, and nobody's allowed to sleep. And crunch needs to happen. When if you just step back and realize that happy employees work better than slog down no sleep employees in eighty percent of cases, because there are those people like Mel and like Mike who can work on no sleep. All, a lot of us can't do that. I can't do that. Nope. I'm probably going to get four hours of sleep tonight and I'm going to be dead tomorrow. Yep. Like that's just, you need to know your audience. And I think, again, I don't mean to shit on Anthem so much, but I really <laughs> hate the idea, the idea of that game. Oh, yeah. I, I break my own rule on fuck Anthem. Like mm-hmm. I've been on the fuck Anthem train for a while. Right. But I don't like that they say, and Bioware has always been kind of guilty of it because they have what they call Bioware magic, which is even if we do this and things go wrong, we're Bioware. The game's going to be good. you're still going to like me. That is so toxic for the company. I don't know how you can build culture on that. Yeah. 
because that's so you're depending on a false idea and that is a very dangerous game. Yeah. I would definitely, I think that Kenway would probably say that Sony is guilty of that. Yeah. Well he, yeah. Yeah. If it's not Xbox, they're guilty of it. I know. That's what it's <laughs> that's yeah. What? Funny, funny enough that you mentioned that because we're about to go over a series of games that's like the Fast and Furious of video talk games. Talk about bastardizing video games. Yeah, talk about making all this money, but then you know, uh, trashing two hundred employees. Gotta like give that. them, gotta give them credit. They can pump out games like nobody's business. Well, and funny and enough, they pump out the same title across three studios. They have released a game every single year since two thousand and five. But. What we're talking about Call of Duty, spoiler alert. Uh, you I, know, I was gonna see if they could guess yeah, it. <laughs> I because I want to make a good point. Mm -hmm. At what point did Activision fully acquire it and split the development between Treyarch, Treyarch. um Treyarch Sledgehammer and Infinity Ward? What year did that happen where they gave it to three developers? So they're getting like a three year dev cycle. Uh we can find out. Yeah, when it should tell you when that merger Infinity is. Four, so Call of Duty three is when it says Treyarch. So it goes Infinity for Call of Duty 1, Call of Duty 2, well, Infinity. Because Call of Duty 3 was the last World War II era, like, yeah, you know, just campaign shooter. Yep. And then War Modern Warfare came out, Call of Duty 4. Yep. That was Infinity Ward. Um, Treyarch developed World at War, which is my second favorite yep. Call of Duty game. And then it went back to Infinity Ward. And I think it was World at War that they started switching off and then ghost i believe was made by sledgehammer Sledge. or was war, no ghost uh, was infinity ward yeah sledgehammer was advanced warfare yep. so it was treyarch and infinity ward for about 4 years 5 years from 2007 to 2013 yep. and then 2014 they started to switch to sledgehammer so it's like a three three way tie for all of its attention yeah so that way so, while one person's working on one game the other two are already working on the next two titles but the problem is for games that have potentially 3 year dev cycles they feel like they have 6 month dev cycles because they just pump out the same game every year. It's not surprising anymore. It's not. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. You're going to get an eSports shooter with some development on double jumping, jetpacks, or weapon attachments. Yeah. And now with loot boxes and trading cards for your your loadout, you know it's just going to be pumpable microtransaction piece of shit. Yep. But let's go back to the good old days when it wasn't like that. Yeah. So... My brother and I, I'm pretty sure he, we've played every single one. It's been years since I played the original Call of Duties, but man, were those fucking fun. Yeah, they were really good. You could run into a building, mow down all the Nazis in there with like no problem at all. And then, but you got to learn about history. Yeah. That's what I think play, the games, I could care less if it was about shooting. I actually got to go to these places and actually, like, go and do, do military the, strikes. Yeah, you go. You actually military like strategy. You actually do exactly what they were doing. Like, if you parachuted in over somebody, and then mm -hmm. you attacked a certain town, you actually got to do what they were doing in history. Most of the new games are just like this advanced idea of, well, yeah, you know, maybe this will kind of yeah, happen. Yeah, near day. future warfare that's so lofty and unrealistic that, and I guess you're not playing it to be realistic. I mean. If you were playing it to be realistic, you'd get shot once and you'd die. Like, yeah. There's no regenerating health in real life. But no. I like like you said, as a World War II like buff, that's like I love reading about it. The whole thing was fascinating because yeah. there was a lot of really smart decisions by everybody in the world, but also a lot of really dumb decisions by everybody. Yep. So it's like there's that line there. And I think Call of Duty is pretty representative of it. Yeah. Because I never played one. Um, my first Call of Duty I played was Call of Duty 2, and then um, I think it was an offshoot of Call of Duty 2 that came out, and I got it when I got the GameCube when I was a kid. It was Call of Duty Big Red 1. Oh, I vaguely that was remember like, that. The story was so awesome. You got attached to these military characters. One of them ends up dying, and like it's the biggest like shock of the game because he's a main character throughout the whole thing. He's part of your like squadron. Right. So... It's like this war game had actual character development and an arc that made you care about a nameless, faceless soldier, basically. Yep. So, and I think that's impressive yeah. that a shooter game 
can do that. Right. You can actually feel for somebody. Well, that's the other thing too is you uh you'd actually get to if I'm not mistaken, I don't remember because it's been so long. If you actually met people who were famous for doing certain things. I don't think so. I think the I it think was it kind off, of existed in its own universe. It was World War II, but they gave they made their own characters. Right. That's okay. I didn't know if it was like a lieutenant that it was like, oh yeah, the guy actually did something really cool. And at one point you meet up with him and he goes, Hey, your battalion's gonna go do this thing. I don't think so. I don't remember. I mean Because so, in Call of Duty two, you meet Captain Price, who's in uh four. Oh as, yeah. So he's a recurring character throughout a bunch of the games. Yep. But I don't think you meet any actual generals. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. It's yeah, been so I, long. I don't remember if you do or not. The uh the thing that I think I liked the most about those games, I maybe like the authenticity, maybe that's the wrong word, but the weapons that you got to use. Yeah. Everyone loves the M1 Grand. Everyone loves that the gun. The bar, the assault rifle. Like. Exactly. Like even something as small as a Ruger or something that you would pick up or an MP40 off of a Nazi and you just be like, I'm going to shoot you with your own gun. Yeah. You know, it's just like the, all the weapons, how they interacted, their sounds, their feel, each gun had their own. And for being in 2003 and 2005, no less, they felt different. And they, they honestly, they made a shooter actually enjoyable for me. I'd never really played shooters before these games. These were my first first person shooters. So that's interesting that if you look at it, Call of Duty 1 was October 2003. Call of Duty 2 was October 2005. And then two is when it really started to catch on as like a good game. They're like, oh shit. This, and then yeah, this franchise the is next good. one came out almost a year exactly after. Yeah. So that was Call of Duty three before the burst of online multiplayer and the big Xbox live boom. Yep. And then ever since then it's been yearly. Yeah. And we're talking October, late October, early November consistently. Yeah. Since 2007. Yeah. So we have almost going on 13 years of this fucking game every year. I think the craziest thing that I, when you bring up Xbox live is that although there's yearly releases, the amount of people who actually still play the older games. Not so much the modern ones from what I can tell, but when they like you put, go back to like Modern Warfare. Yeah, when, when they put Modern Warfare's remaster in Advanced Warfare because they knew nobody was going to buy it. Yeah. Um, that, not Advanced Warfare. Infinity. In, Infinity. Infinity War, what's it called? Infinite Warfare. Infinity Infinite War. Warfare. <laughs> yeah. So, because they knew nobody was going to buy that pile of shit. Yeah, so here's they were the like, here, too. but you have to have this disc in to play Call of Duty. Everybody played Modern Warfare, the remaster, because it was good Call of Duty that looks really pretty. Right. In Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, or yeah, Modern Warfare 1 still looks really good. Yeah, exactly. For being a game that's like 12 years old, it looks really good. They're, um... So I never really played online. And mm -hmm. one of the things Me that either. I liked... I, I didn't really have internet until I was... Probably 17, 18. Right. So. But the I can't remember if, if it started with Black Ops or Modern Warfare 2. But instead of just doing free-for-all multiplayer with just, you know, split screen, they actually had tasks that you could do with your friends. Yeah. So, like, my brother and I, we would do split screen, but it wasn't a free-for-all or team deathmatch. It was like a, here is a actual task. Do the task and try to do it within the time frame. So they would have like a, an obstacle course. So you'd have to shoot targets through and then save somebody at the end of it or something. When they started doing Are you talking that. talking about the spec ops? Yeah, I think that's what it was. was like that, the co-op campaign? Well, it's not really a campaign, but it was But they were like campaign-esque missions. Yeah, they're like little missions. Yeah, yeah. that's spec ops. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that Modern Warfare? Modern Warfare 1, yeah. they Modern Warfare 1 and 2 were, I think, the first ones that had it. Yeah, and ever since they did that, my brother and I were like, yeah, let's continue to get these games yeah. because we never bought the DLC. So we never had... We only had like the same 10 maps, eight maps or whatever. Mm -hmm. We never had the 15 to 18 or whatever. Uh, I never played Zombies, which is crazy to think of that Zombies came out with World at War. World at War. Yeah, World at War started it was, Zombies. It was a Treyarch. The Zombies was a Treyarch exclusive thing before Activision's like, no, we're making too much money. We're putting that on everything. Yeah. And yeah, because the, yeah, exactly. That was like the, yeah, I know what you mean. But um with the older Call of Duties, I could just go back through and play them all the time and just play the campaign because it was fun. Yeah, and I mean, it, I really got bit by the bug after Modern Warfare 2. Um, that was like, you know, I, I had friends with internet, so we would go over there and we would do LAN parties. Yep. So we would everybody would bring their Xbox or whatever, and we would sit around and play, and then we would have two people with Xboxes that would party up in the same room, and then they would go online. Yep. So 
that was like a big staple of my high school. And I remember I bought Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 secondhand from a family member. And that was how I got it. So I got it super cheap. But my first job, I had paid for a pre-order for Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> and I remember I skipped my IT class. I told them that I wasn't going to be able to make it because my Sorry. I had to house sit or something. Mm -hmm. And we went to GameStop, got Modern Warfare 3, and then we played it for like eight hours straight until we had to go to school the next day. So it's like there's a whole generation of video game players who that is their teenage years. Yep. And I made the joke about Doritos and Mountain Dew is because that's what I lived on for like yeah. the first two months because every Dorito bag and every Mountain Dew cap had double XP. Yep. And if you just kept pumping through it and just putting <laughs> this poison in your body, you I had probably three months stored up of double XP because it's just like all of our friends, we just had a big coalition of shit. Yeah. And there was even like a little thing where for some reason they put the code on the outside of the Doritos bag. Mm -hmm. So my friend would go, go around with this little candy bar cell phone and take a picture of it. And then we'd register it at home. Oh my God. And then for the Mountain Dew, you could look, if you, if you got like uh, the game fuel, which has a clear bottle, mm -hmm. you could tilt it a little bit. The soda would move at an angle and you could, and you could read under the cap <laughs> and we would register it that way. And oh I worked gosh. at a gas station so I would sit there and I'd write them all down and I'd text them to people and I'd be like, Hey, give me half of this. And they'd get on my Xbox live account and we would, that's how we did it. So I would oh eat, I wouldn't even eat or drink it. And it was just like, we had all this XP dude. And it was like, it was like, I felt like a master heist. Like it was well, imagine the guy who buys the bottle. He's like, dude, I'm totally going to use this code. And there's like, uh, I guess I can't. Yeah. Because of guys like you. Yeah. Because of me. Cause I'm a giant <laughs> asshole. <laughs> That is brilliant, though. I never, yeah. I mean, I never would have thought to like tilt it and look yeah. up underneath it. But how dumb are they to put it on the outside of the bag? Exactly. That's really dumb. Yeah, that should be an inside. Of, well, that that should be, it should be on the inside of the front of the bag. Yep. Behind the Doritos logo. Exactly. So you have to eat it. Yep. Or you have to at least buy it and open it. Exactly. <sighs> so I, I just, I never played online, but I understand the community that is or, like, just revolving around this franchise. Yeah. Because it, it brings people together. It, it honestly does, but it also is divides a, people. It, and we literally talked about this on the drive up here about uh, swatting. Yep. And how you beat somebody in a game and they're like, Oh, fuck that guy. I don't like him. I'm going right, to find yeah. out what his IP address is and then send somebody over. But that, that really came in when people started Twitch streaming because you had a consistent, it's you can't it was harder to you could I guess if you really cared enough yeah but it was much harder to do in an Xbox live lobby and to find out where they are like reverse image search their fucking gamer picture or their gamer tag yeah and then like do all that but that I feel like that was more of a, a thing that happened when twitch streaming kind of caught on but call of duty spawned that toxic teenager xbox live meme like yeah oh, i had sex with your mom like that came from call of duty oh yeah 100 percent. because everybody that played that game was a shithead yep every single person oh yeah and it's like it was just a bunch of little goblins running around but that was like it defined a generation yeah no it really did and i feel like a lot of people are still trying to and that's where you got this stupid xx ghost sniper 42069 <laughs> xx gamer tags because it was like halo never really had that and they did to a certain extent because it's a lobby based shooter game right but call of duty right away was like you're a bro play call of duty yeah like you're you're here because you want to kill shit you don't want a story that is a super good point as well there are people who are extreme gamers that play mm -hmm. the, it doesn't matter what it is they play it and then you have the people who are sort of like me, where I was explaining that I'm sort of the, um, I play like the AAA titles. Yeah. So I'm sort of that that kind of a guy. It doesn't matter who the fuck you are, you've played Call of Duty. Yeah, I don't know a single person who can honestly say they've never played a Call of Duty game. At least one. Well, I mean, it's hard to when you've had a yearly release since 2005. Yeah. But I mean, th but that's the point. But it's weird that this is the property that transcended gamer culture. Yeah. That it was a super violent shooter game, throw a knife at somebody, they die in one hit. Yeah. You know, 
I had sex with your mom game. <laughs> and I feel like that fueled a lot of the neck beard, Dorito eating, Mountain Dew. Like that fueled that meme. Oh, yeah. But it's because it's accurate. Yeah, oh, yeah. That stereotype is there not only because people are assholes, but because it's true. Yeah, no, it like, really that's is. That's just, it's how gamers were for five years. Yeah. Man, it's, I'm trying to go back and actually think about each game and what my favorite experience was from each of them. And that's really difficult. I can tell you what mine was. It was um, Black Ops 2. Black, Black Ops 2 or Black Ops 1. I don't remember what one it was, but it was one of the zombie maps on there where you start out in this big room and there's a teleporter on the floor. Mm -hmm. I think it was Black Ops 1. Is it the one with the stairs that go up the yeah, side on each side? That's Black Ops 1. Yeah, I remember so, that. But there was a thing that the pre-release was that Event Sevenfold did some of the score for the game. What? And uh, me being an idiot when I was in high school, I listened to Event Sevenfold constantly. <laughs> yeah, I know. So <laughs> there was a thing where there would be randomly spawned um, asteroids like on the map and they had a set location and you just had to find them. Mm -hmm. And if you knifed it, you would hear a chime. And if you got all four of them and you had to progress deeper into the level to get them. Yeah. But if you got all four of them, event seven roll or event sevenfold wrote a track for call of duty zombies. And that would play after you beat or Holy after shit. you got the asteroid. Yeah. And it was just like a three minute track that would play in its entirety behind you. Just slaying zombies. That is one of the coolest things. Cause wow. my friends and I went on a hunt and I think that's the only time I like my, I had a group of four friends. We got to level 28 in the zombies, like wave 28. It took us that long to find all four of those asteroids. Jesus. And I was, I've never been good at that game since. Yeah, no. But it's like, that is such a fond memory of we were hunting and all of us were looking in quadrants of the map mm -hmm. and we had a strategy down for who'd buy doors, who'd clear debris, stuff like that. Like we had a system all to play this stupid song we could have just looked up on YouTube. Yep. But it was like that, that scavenger hunt mentality. Yeah, the grind for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I lied. I can think of my favorite Call of Duty moments. There are two maps, and I cannot for the life of me. Which oh, and on Modern Warfare 3, getting gold on the MP7. Because that gun is amazing. I, that's actually, yeah. yeah. I don't know which one this is, but it's going there. The, uh, there's two maps, Hijacked and Raid. And I can't remember. I want to say... Hijacked it, is Black Ops 2. Black Ops 2. That does sound right. Uh, Hijacked's the one where you're out on that boat. And it's a small map. So what Tiny my map. Yeah, super small. So what my brother and I would do is we'd always play team deathmatch and it would always be him and I, and then it would always be 17, 12 to 17 bots, whatever the yeah. highest number was, but you'd put them on like recruit. So it's enough of them that if two or more were on you, you'd be dead. But if you could get each one like boom, 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 right after another, it's you could like, smoke them. It's like fighting a bunch of fourth graders. Yeah, but it, it is. If they, if they get on you though, they'll get you. And what we would also do is we turn the health all the way down mm -hmm. to 30% all the way at, the, at its lowest. So you one hit. It's one hit. So that way, if they shoot you, you're dead. You shoot them, they're dead. You one shot with a pistol, they're dead. Uh, and then the other thing we would do is all of the, uh, you get 17 entire like attachments or whatever it was. You know what I mean? So you could yeah. get like a scope, but then you could do like three wild cards, two grenades, whatever. And I'd always get the MP7 yep. every single fucking time. But we, we would go through that map a million times. It didn't matter. It's the same fucking thing. You maybe change your kill streaks a couple of times, but... I don't remember how many times my brother and I have played raid and hijacked and it's a ridiculous amount, but it was fun. Yeah. And I remember another fun, like fun memory of black ops Two because that's, I I've always said black ops two is when I stopped being good at call of duty games. Yeah. Cause that was the last game I was actually good at. But the first shotgun you get in black ops two is the Remington eight seventy. That is the only gun I've gotten diamond camo for in any Call of Duty game. Jeez. And I think diamond was exclusive to Black Ops 2, mm -hmm. but it was diamond was gold was you got like it was 750 kills with headshots or whatever. Yeah. But diamond was you got every other skin before that. And I've only ever done that with that shotgun. I put so much time into it because that shotgun was so good. Wow. And I remember the exact loadout. Like I would do yep. the shotgun and then I had the two cap 40 pistols, yep. akimbo because they were, they were the fully auto ones. Yep. But then you would put the long barrel and the choke on the shotgun because yep. it gave you like an extra 50 foot of range. <laughs> you scope in and that thing is like a sniper rifle. Yeah. 
and that is how I do it. And I would play on hijacked and raid because those are the two <laughs> easiest maps because you can just do a big circle. Yep. And you would just destroy people. Like people quitting games. That's how mad they were. Yeah. Because once it's a one hit kill from like any distance with that shotgun. Yep. It was so good. Even if the health isn't dropped down, yeah. that's a that's a dead. You're dead. If you're close, you're dead. Yep. The uh the other thing that I've liked more and more over the years, or maybe well, it just depends. Every once in a while there's one that I really like, but most of the time. Uh, I think it was Black Ops 2. The first time that you get one of those, uh, you could throw them. The tomahawks? No, not a tomahawk. It's like a, it's a uh, swarm. One of the little swarm drones. Oh, okay. You throw that fucker and it goes flying off and it goes up in the air and it finds somebody, comes down and, and gets them. Oh, okay, yeah. But then later, if you got like 20 kills, you'd get a whole swarm of them. And they would just come down and start killing everybody. Yeah, I always called those, I called those ones the paper airplanes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those. Oh, my gosh. The, uh, what I... I don't remember which one it was. Which one was the first time that Nuketown came out? Nuketown was Black Ops 1. Black Ops 1. That is my favorite map of all time. Yeah. It's too much fun. Mine is Shipment. Shipment, which one is that on? It's on Modern Warfare 1. It's the really, it's a tiny square with all the shipping containers. Oh my yeah. God. 1v1 with the M240 <laughs> on Shipment. That is, that is how you settled arguments in my high school. Yeah. Well, it's like as soon as you spawn, you're dead anyway. Oh my God, it's so dude. small. Because and it was like, that's when the quick shotters came yep. in. Like yep. you saw all those montages on YouTube that are awful now. Yeah. But that, that defined, and it still lives to this day. Most MLG players, mm -hmm. they're always playing with sniper rifles and they're always trying to find a way to break scoping in yep. to make it the most precise. Yep. And that was like the start of it. And we, I was never good at it. But it was always fun to just, even if you were missing constantly, just trying to destroy your friends on shipment <laughs> with sniper rifles. Because you're never you're never more than 15 feet away from the guy. Yeah. So but it's always, always fun. You never gave yourself a secondary weapon. Yep. And you could only use sniper rifles or knives. Yep. And you would, that was just endless fun. I could just like, because you, you see like literally a split second of a scope as they're trying to like quick scope. But yep. then you also see that they're doing this the entire time trying to jump and get out Bounce of the way. Bounce around, yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my brother and I, we tried one and you used to be able to actually, um, you could even do the loadouts for the bots. Yeah. So yeah, you could change what they even had. At one point, we only did uh, explosive crossbows. Oh, fuck those crossbows. Those things are, they piss you off. So, because if it hits the floor, it doesn't matter. You walk yeah, over yeah, your it's dead. Like a, it's a grenade. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, dude, oh. but if you have, if you have bots and you have you and you have your brother all trying to do the same thing, it's crazy. You just yeah, feel it's like this intense. Little, and it's, oh my gosh. Because that, that was a uh, Black Ops 1. That was the first one to crossbow, right? I believe so. So, Which Black I, Ops. Yeah, because that one, yeah, the crossbows were with, um, Nuketown. Yeah, because you could get the crossbow as your primary weapon. The secondary weapon would be the throw the, the, the shooter knife. knife, the ballistic knives. Yeah. And then your throwable would be the tomahawk. Yep. And there was a game mode where that was your loadout and it was called sticks and stones. That's it. Yes. And if you yeah. tomahawk somebody, it would take all their kills away because it was so hard to do. Yep. But like that in gun game gun are like game. the two best modes in any Call of Duty game ever because yep. everybody's on a level playing field. That's what I like. Yeah, you you all start at the same pace. Yeah, and then it's just it's everybody literally starts skill. With, everybody starts with the first pistol, and then you just work your way through the weapon classes. Yep, Man, that's a tough one though. But that is like the you never know the new line of game or yeah. guns that you're going to be playing with. So gun game is nice. You get to try a little of everything, and then you kind of feel, oh yeah, you know, I I really like that last one that I just had. So I'm gonna the next time that I do a loadout on a different game, I'll try and get that if I can. Yeah. So I like that because oh, it gives so. you the, like a sampler platter. What was um, call it was um. Mm, what was it called? I wish that my brother was listening. What are you thinking he, of? It's it's it was the same thing where it was like a mission, but it was how long that you could last against waves and waves and waves of enemies. Yeah, that was in Modern Warfare Three. Was it? Um, Modern. Was it called like they were like strike teams or something like that? Sort of. I'm gonna try and look what it was because it's gonna kill. Just me. Just do Call of Duty. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Three Wave Shooter. Uh, game types maybe survival mode is probably what it was. It was probably just something sim simple like that. But um, man, I I don't know what it was called, but it would you would try uh, because eventually you'd get the uh, 
what do they call the big guys in the big juggernauts? Suits? Juggernauts. Fuck those guys. I hate those guys. You could sit there and hit one in the face all day and he ain't dead. Yep. Uh, we because you'd have to. They used to have you have to go run and buy ammo. Yep. You'd have to run and buy an yeah, airstrike. Yeah, they would have supply drops that you'd have to use in between rounds. Yeah, and then you'd have to like go get grenades. You'd have to go get like a revive, a self revive. You'd have to go get all kinds of bullshit. And then they'd have like dog rounds where it's just all dogs. Oh my fuck! Actually, and those weren't bad. Those were fun. Although they pissed me off, yeah. they were so much. It was fun. a really fun game mode that was really hard. Yeah. Uh, I. Oh my god, it's gonna kill me though. I gotta look it up. I think I think it was just like survival mode or wave mode. I don't uh, think they had a clever name for it. Yeah, no, I don't and think I mean, so either. I don't want it to sound I okay, I don't care if it sounds like we're kind of shitting all over it because it is bad now. Oh yeah. But the beginning, like those first 6 games between, you know, Modern Warfare 3 and uh I would say probably even Black Ops 2, which was the one after Modern Warfare 3. Black Ops 2 is when it really fell off. But those that first run of games before they realize that it you can turn it into an ATM. Yeah. Like those were the fun ones. Ghost is where it fell off. And oh, yeah. I don't I don't blame Infinity Ward because Infinity Ward is doing what Activision tells you. Mm-hmm. And when your publisher is saying, We need this to make us all of the money, give us I don't care if you gotta if you need to make them pay for skins, we want all of these money. Yeah. All of this money, you need to give it to us. Yep. So I get it because microtransactions are just unfortunately where things are going because once you realize that you can make money, everybody wants to do it. Yeah. And Activision is as money hungry as EA and we all, everybody craps on EA for doing microtransactions, but it was so good and now it's just, it seems like it's waiting for that next thing to come in and kill it. Yep. Like it's just waiting for the next thing to put a bullet in its head. Yep. And, you know, Call of Duty existed in the same time as Counter Strike, which Counter Strike's a huge e game, but it's a different sort. Mm-hmm. And Battlefield is too realistic. Nobody really plays Battlefield. Um, there's not really another shooter. Titanfall, Medal of Honor. Medal of Honor, but Medal of Honor also went down that gritty realism thing. I know, and that's just which I appreciate. Yeah, but you need the whimsical that would never happen mechanics of Call of Duty. Yeah, and Titanfall could have done it, but EA screwed the pooch by <laughs> releasing it alongside Call of Duty. You need to release it in the off season for Call of Duty, just after that last DLC drops. Drop that first-person shooter because there is a void in the market. Yep. Because there are players like you and me who never buy the map packs. Yeah, nope. As soon as they say, hey, you paywall, give us money for these maps. N- absolutely not. I'll just play a different game. Yep. That is where you need to scoop in and take these games. Like yep. you, need, you have so much market share that you're throwing away by releasing... AAA games alongside other AAA games. Yeah, don't and I know that. you try to you try to meet, you know, market demand and try to get it out by the holidays. If you realize that Call of Duty has holidays. That's just every Call of Duty game comes out right in the middle of holiday season. Yep. You are never going to stop it, you're never going to beat it. Release a shooter like Back to the movie analogy, if you release a shooter like a summer blockbuster, mm-hmm. gangbusters, you're going to make all the money yep. because that is the exact off season for Call of Duty. The esports are calming down. The maps have already been released. If you release it, then you have a blank check for as much money as you want. Yep. As long as the game is solid and people want to play it like Titanfall, because the game is fundamentally amazing. Right. That is a Call of Duty killer. You just need to know when to release it. And the thing is, EA is bad at releasing games. They're huge because they got lucky. Yeah. They bought the properties. They have the Sims. They have Bioware games. They have these things that are making the money to give us poster child games like Battlefield and all that crap. Right. But they don't know when to release games. Their investors are saying, give it to them holiday season. Give it to them middle of May. The middle of summer is perfect. Yeah, people are out of school. People are out of school. The college kids are off on break. You have so much money there. There's so much money on the table that they seem to just willingly neglect to keep the idea that video games only exist during the holiday season. Market consumers are buying all year round. 
And if you're not pandering to the year-round consumer, you're dying. Yep. And that's why everybody says it's relatively safe bets. I think EA, if they keep going down this road, are going to shoot themselves in the foot and they're going to kill themselves. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen because you can only mess up so much before all of that goodwill you've built up by being EA is completely gone. Yeah, it'll be gone like, eventually. Aren't they right on the death? They're on the... This is going to turn in from Call of Duty to <laughs> EA. Yeah. But aren't they on the death throes? Didn't I think I just read something about the death throes of being this is the last chance for Star Wars and EA. Like, Disney's like... We'll we'll pull out. Like this is none of your games are selling. What are you doing? If they were to go back to Lucas <coughs> LucasArts? LucasArts is owned by Disney. And right. LucasArts the LucasArts properties were included in Star Wars. Right. So the Force Unleashed 2 came out. LucasArts or Luke just Lucas Films uh, Entertainment, Lucas whatever it games was. Games or whatever it was. Yeah. Disney got that. And then they shut down LucasArts. LucasArts. So we never got a good Star Wars game after uh, Unleashed 2. Yeah. So we've been waiting for a good one. Like, I'm not going to say that the um, the Battlefront games are bad because they're, they're not. not. I enjoy they're playing first-person shooters. Right, but they are nothing like what the Force yeah. Unleashed was. You got that powerful Jedi, you know, and then uh, was it Star Wars 1313? Yeah, was released to be a single-player game, but then they canceled it. Canceled that too. So in all honesty, if Disney were to just say, look, we're sick and tired of this. You guys are, you know, like we're able to do what we can and you're not. Why don't we just go ahead and bring LucasArts back from the dead and then we'll start doing it. Not, it doesn't even have to be that. But what if Disney bought a AAA studio and just said, make every Disney game. We'll give you a check. We want you to make any Disney game we want to push out. We'll give you one project at a time, but we want you to make it. Yeah. That'd be just totally buy fine. buy some random studio like mm-hmm. Microsoft is doing. They bought platinum. They bought all these other ones. If Disney put the money behind it, mm-hmm. they could get a fundamentally strong studio and be fine. Yeah. Because if Disney got something like a respawn, they could pump out amazing <sighs> games. Like Disney released uh, Epic Mickey on the Wii. Mm-hmm. That game is really cool. Yeah. But nobody played it. <laughs> Disney has a lot of cool properties and a lot of good ideas for games built into these properties. Yeah. But they just, they're so disinterested in the video game space because they're a film company. Right. They just said EA will do it. Yeah. Well, EA shitting the bed hard. Yeah. So if they bought an independent publisher with all this Disney money, they seem to have because they just bought Fox. You could make triple a Disney games. And then all of a sudden you're, you're more multimedia than you were. Right. You're not just movies and TV. Which I honestly think that would... Well, so with the uh, with thirteen thirteen, I felt that that was, that was going to be a first-person shooter, wasn't it? I think it was a first-person game like the Jedi Academies were. Okay. I don't think it was a shooter. I think it was a first-person person. RPG. Yeah. Because honestly, I do like playing... I do like playing Battlefront. I loved the old ones. I played the shit out of those. Yeah. I wore my console out with those probably... But uh, it would be nice because I love The Force Unleashed. I loved those. Even the second one is, is like, took you two hours to beat it. It was still fun. Yeah. So it I was just a those. fun beat em up. You're running around as a Jedi. Right. And then when this new Battlefront came out and it actually had a campaign with it, that was interesting. I liked that. That was a good twist instead of just being, a, here's a map. Go shoot a bunch of people. Yeah. It's, hey, here's an actual thing that you have to do. Um, so if they, if they can nail this uh, Jedi Fallen Order thing, I'm going to I'm going to actually support well cuz it's Respawn. I would support that yeah, anyway. Yeah, Respawn is a great studio. EA's his name is just on it. So, to tie it back into Call of Duty in a good way to to kind of wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Respawn was created by X Infinity War developers. That makes sense. Yeah, who left after Modern Warfare 2 was acquired or when Infinity War was acquired by Activision? Right. They left because they weren't happy with being acquired by Activision fully. <laughs> So they left and formed Respawn and then got bought by the other greedy corporation in video games. And that... But it's a fun little small world universe scenario. Yeah. I honestly didn't know that. Yeah. That kind of makes the Respawn name even fun, like even more cool than it is. Just like a a rebranding of the people who were already a part of something respawning and making something like this. Mm -hmm. Which I I have a lot of high hopes for it. I'm a Star Wars geek. I'm going to fucking buy the game anyways. I don't care what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of people who will buy it just because Star Wars is on the cover. 
Seriously, I my PlayStation is the is the one that yeah, it has that the Death Star with, on it, right? Well, no, it, well my original PlayStation had Darth Vader on it. Okay, so I bought the the regular PlayStation with Darth Vader on it. But when the Battlefront Two game pack came out, I was like, "You've got my money." As soon as you put Star Wars on a console, I'm like, I'm just hand, just take yeah, my like money. I bought the PlayStation. Not because I care about the video game console, but because there's a giant Spider-Man logo. Exactly, on it. that's so fucking cool. Yeah, I honestly, I wish I would have gotten the God of War one. I think that the looks, blue. Oh, well, it's it's got like the dark gray, but it's got the axe cut out and yeah. the cool decal. Looks real dope. Ugh. Well, uh, we are we're gonna wrap this one up a little sooner than we we didn't really have much of a news thing, but that's Kenway's job, yeah. so we can just make fun of him for not doing. Yeah. That. Plus, we got an hour of a topic for once. Yeah, you know what? And actually, I didn't say this, and this is gonna be like really my last thought here. Uh, <laughs> when Battlefield or Battle, yeah, Battlefield One came out, Call of Duty immediately flipped around this whole you know like new game direction. Yeah. They went back and did World War Two. That game rocked. I liked it. Yeah. It was beautiful. It went back to World War II. I'm all, I'm all about that. Yeah, Battlefield World War, Battlefield. Call of Duty World War II was like Black Ops 2 set in World War II, and I yeah, appreciate that. It was so great. If now the the only thing I think Call of Duty should do, you've done all this infinity they're going forward 2000 and whatever. Why not go back and redo the old ones? Yeah. It's been it's you know Call of Duty 1 through 3 if you don't remaster them, go back and make them look as good as World War II. Yeah. Seriously. You have the maps. I know that they have to have that buried on a server somewhere. You've got all the you've things that the you You've got the wireframes somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you've got the foundation. If you were to do that, guaranteed, fucking teed, I'd buy all three of them. Yeah. If you gave me Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 in a three-disc set, yeah. I would buy it immediately. Yeah. Because 100%. that is the golden age of Call of Duty for almost half... Like I would say... <clears throat> Half is being a little too ambitious for at least a quarter of their fan base that still actively play. Oh, yeah. Those are the three. Yeah. Like, that's the holy triumvirate of games. Yeah, it really. Oh, my God. See, look, all you got, you've got the money. You've got where you're going with this. You just just go back and remake the old ones. You like money. That'll print you money. That Yeah, that's literally just like there's the tree of money that yeah. everyone wants. Yeah. Do you want the money tree? Because there it is. Because <laughs> there it fucking is. Uh, well, anyway, so we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, this is Jake again. I told you that earlier, but this is not, he's not a permanent installment. No, Mike's Anyways, not really dead. Yeah, he's not really dead. Just if he, emotionally. If he was, we probably wouldn't even be here right now. We'd be mourning his death. Or would we? Well, I mean, the show still needs to go on. The show must go on. Uh, I'm Alex. You can find us on, and I'm not going to do it because I'm going to butcher it, but you can find all of the links to everywhere that you can find us in the bio of the video. All right, look, we're not going to do the links, but you can find <laughs> us on Patreon, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook. You can find us everywhere. If you look at bottom shelf or if you stalk our profiles, you'll find it. There's yeah. links to everything anywhere. Yep. So. All right. We're Bring gonna, us home. You're the host. No, we're going to end with a high five clap in the middle, kind of like an Eiffel Tower. <laughs>